0: It's time to open up the hallowed halls of leadership. It's time to figure out what the secrets are to being a successful leader and running a successful organization. It's time for VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Your host is Jeff Smith, an executive coach and business leader who has over two decades of forward-thinking executive leadership as a human resources and operations professional. Now, Jeff and his guest experts are ready to share their tips and studies with you. Now, here is Jeff Smith.
1: Hello and welcome to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. This is Principal Consultant Lee Hubert sitting in for our CEO, Jeff Smith, who I want to give a shout out to. Got a really interesting topic today. We're really happy that you could be there. It's just a beautiful day again here in Virginia. We're in the Shenandoah Valley and Roanoke Valleys of Virginia. We're kind of in the midst of a little bit of change of season as everybody knows we've had some difficulty with weather uh, down in the houston area in with everybody in florida so we want to give a big shout out to those people Um, we have friends and colleagues in both places and our thoughts are with them again today so we're really happy you could join us again this week for illuminating leadership we get people that join us from all around the world from saudi from uae from india from china Um, just about every state in the United States. And we're very pleased that you could join us. And we thank you so much for helping us get the fantastic ratings that we get. So we really do appreciate you uh, wherever you are. So again, this is Lee Hubert, Principal consultant Voltage Leadership. Um, If you want to reach us during today's Voltcast, you can do so by calling 866-472-5788. You can email me at Voltage Leadership at lee, L-E-E, at Voltage Leadership, or if you want to reach Jeff, same way, Jeff at Voltage Leadership. And for today's guest, we're pleased to be joined by Diane Wynn, who is the office manager at Voltage Leadership. If you want to reach Diane, you can do that by uh, emailing her at Diane At Voltage Leadership. Our website is www.voltageleadership.com. You can like Jeff on Facebook or like us on Facebook at Voltage Leadership. Connect with us on LinkedIn at Jeff Smith Voltage Leadership Consulting or Lee Hubert uh, Voltage Leadership Consulting. And of course, you can follow Jeff at Twitter at Twitter at JMU Jeff. And you know what the JMU stands for. That would be the national defending national champion, James Madison Dukes who are ranked number one according to some of the preseason polls and who had a uh, really great win this past Saturday. So today we're going to be talking about a really fascinating topic. I'm really pleased to have Diane uh, Win with us. The topic today is Millennial Mythology. And let's talk about that because there's a lot of stereotypes both ways that sometimes people of my generation, I happen to be a boomer, and people who are millennials in that uh, generation where today's, what we want to accomplish today uh, in our time together is to foster some ways to communicate, break down some of those stereotypes and really foster good collaboration in the workplace and wherever we we bump into each other. So I wanted to invite Diane, and Diane, hello, how are you doing today?
2: Hi Lee, thanks for having me today.
1: Awesome! You could be here. Tell us a little bit about and tell our radio listeners what you do at Voltage Leadership.
2: Okay, so I am the office manager here at Voltage Leadership Consulting. Um, I handle everything from scheduling to client cultivation to the social media. Um, I'm essentially the right hand man for all <laughs> of that. So,
1: and and that is an accurate statement. Uh, we love Diane. She does a great job in in the client cultivation and. For some of you that I interface with, you know she does some of the scheduling for me, for our CEO Jeff, for Jennifer with a lot of the events she does and works hand-in-hand with Erin sometimes. So she's an invaluable asset uh, to us here at Voltage Leadership, and we're really pleased that she's here. And I invited Diane to talk about uh, millennial uh, mythology because she represents the millennial uh, part of the discussion, the, the millennial generation. So what we want to do to kick off the discussion today is, First, let's have a a little discussion about definitions. Um, Most people kind of know what the generations are, but let me refresh everybody. Right now, there's typically four generations in the workplace. There is the traditionalist or the World War II generation, which were born between 1900 and 1945, and then followed closely behind by the boomers, the baby boomers, which were born from 1946 to 1964, of which I am one. Then there's generation X, which is 1965 through 1980. And then you get to the millennials or generation Y, which is uh, birth, uh, t- a birth time of 1977 through 1994. So we're really talking about those folks from 1977 to 1994 and boomers, the kind of three steps of boomers. And it's interesting demographically, um, people may not be aware of this, or maybe they are, the millennials are about to surpass the generation Xers as the dominant generation in the US labor force. I was looking at some research from the Pew Research Center and through the, the first quarter, first part of 2015, the data shows they show that millennials comprise 53.5 million workers. The um, Xers are 52.7, and the boomers that were so dominant for so many years by their numbers is steadily declining. And this uh, study shows 44.6 million. So, as you can imagine, as some of the uh, baby boom generation starts to age out, quote unquote, and hit the finish line. Um, we wanna make sure that everybody's collaborating well. So in today's Volcast, Diane and I are gonna explain some ideas, we're gonna talk about some differences, how some of the generations are different, principally between millennials and, and boomers. Then and we're gonna talk about some of the things uh, that we have in common. Um, and here's some of the questions that we, we wanna talk about. And Diane, I'll invite you to comment on, on just a couple of these. You know, getting ready for today, I was asking, Diane, what do you think some of the other generations uh, like me, like a boomer, really think of millennials, right? Because you've heard some of the stereotypes, right?
2: Absolutely. And and we'll
1: get into some of that. I mean, I can hear, see some of the eyes rolling out there going, oh, yeah, those millennials. Well, is some of that true? What is that based on? So another question is what part of that is mythology, hence millennial mythology for today? And what part of it is based on assumptions rather than experience, Um, And then another question is, you know, what have we seen in the workplace with multiple generations working in the same airspace, and what are some of the false assumptions about boomers as older people, because there's some of that going on, and you boomers out there, you know what it is that I'm talking about. Um, And finally, how can we all interface at work to really tap each other's strengths and minimize any, any potential misunderstanding? So, Diane, welcome again to Volcast. Um, getting ready for today, what were the things that were top of mind for you?
2: So, happy to be here, but uh, when you first approached me with this topic, I was very much excited. Mm-hmm. Being the token millennial in the office. Ah, the word <laughs> token, there um, it is. I was very excited to explore this and hopefully accurately represent the um, what I think some of these myths are and what these myths are with the boomers and kind of debunk them. So.
1: I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, when you think about that. And, uh, it, and again, I'm only one boomers perspective as well. So you've got two data points out of how many, mm-hmm. right? But we're going to do a pretty good job at a uh, drilling on that. Um, so I'm happy that you're here Let's talk about some of the what we think some of the stereotypes, in fact, are and get into that first question. What do some of the other generations, meaning boomers, really think of millennials? I'll tell you some of the anecdotal things I've heard. Okay. First thing is work ethic, right? I see some of the heads nodding out there on radio land. You hear some of these stories, well, okay, I'm of whatever generation I am, and I'm in a workforce f- or a team with a millennial, and the millennial seems to be preoccupied with Fill in the blank: social media, um, the latest whatever uh, tweet or Facebook posting, and they some for some uh, of the other generations, they they seem unfocused, or not willing, or not being on the same page. So, and my experience is a lot of that is just simply not true. What, what do you what do you think of that?
2: Um, I would absolutely agree with that. I knew you um. would. <laughs> Yes, I I think there is a common misconception that my generation has a tendency uh, to be lazy or to be uh, too focused on social media or to just, in general, not be very reliable. Mm -hmm. I think those are the ones um, that I instantly thought of when I thought about stereotypes that millennials have. Um, I'm going to say that for the most part, that's not true. <laughs> I, would, I
1: would tend to agree with you. And we'll, no. we'll get into some experience stories, our experience here with Diane mm-hmm. and other colleagues of mine and experience stories from you know other places where we've worked at. And part of what we're going to accomplish in our time together is we're going to reverse things just a little bit. Remember, the demographics are changing. And as we just pointed out from Pew, the numbers of millennials are decreasing and they're hitting the finish line. The front wave of that is pretty much there now. The middle boomers stuck they're in the red zone they're getting ready the t- trail tail and boomers the people born about 1965 they're they're coming but a lot of times now guess what they're going to be sitting across the table from a millennial uh, manager or boss or hiring manager mm-hmm. and ooh what a dynamic that is so you know part of what we want to accomplish in our time together today is to give the boomers some uh, tips and tools practical takeaways so they understand, mm-hmm you know, things to do when they're uh, working with and for a millennial manager. Um, So let's just talk just a little bit about that. We're going to break coming up in a couple minutes, but we'll set the stage for that. When you were interviewing with Voltage, um, interesting dynamic, because we interviewed a bunch of different people, and Diane was absolutely the right choice for us. Um, What were your thoughts getting ready, and what was top of mind as you, because you was principally with Jeff and I? Yes, so what was going through your mind during that process?
2: I think the first thing I thought was, wow, this is going to be a great opportunity. Um, this in case the viewers don't know, this is my first position out of college. So I went to run college, I'm 23 years old. Um, so just to put some perspective on that, um, uh, it was a little bit intimidating <laughs> to have a boomer and a gen Xer, you know, sitting there across from me and, um, but in all honesty, it helped that maybe you and Jeff weren't intimidating, in no. way, if that makes sense. It does. So it does. Um, I think that was what was going through my mind. I didn't know what to expect. I knew, you know, yes, I knew you were a boomer. I knew Jeff was a Gen Xer. I didn't know what to expect, but it was the interview was very easy. And so I think
1: that was the most helpful part of it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So well, let me add to that. And as we get ready to break, you know, we're on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about, you know, some of the things that are, some of the perceived differences. Yes. Because that's what people bring to the table. Like it. You know, like to my point, like in an interview, ooh, who are these people? What are their hot buttons? What are they thinking? What's their default position? Am I, am I going to be perceived as being compatible with that team? Do I have the skill set? Am I going to be able to uh, – express my talents and abilities and the value that I bring in a way that they're going to be able to grasp. Uh, And we'll get into some of the technology things too, because we've tasked Diane with that here and she's, she's really excellent at that. So uh, once again, you're listening to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. This is Principal (laughs) Consultant Lee Hubert sitting in for CEO Jeff Smith. And today's topic is fascinating. We're going to be talking and drilling down on millennial, Mythology. So join us on the other half of the break. We will see you in two minutes.
3: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune in to Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety.
0: In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control, and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer.
3: Ask the experts. Call toll free right now. 1 866 472 5787. And ask our All Star team to answer your questions. That's 1 866 472 5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership.
1: Hello and welcome back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. This is Principal Consultant Lee Hubert sitting in for our CEO, Jeff Smith. Really pleased to have with us today, uh, Diane Wynn, who is the Office Manager for Voltage Leadership. Say hello again, Diane. Hello. And we're having a really robust and good discussion about millennial mythology. Just before the break, uh, we were talking about uh, setting the stage for some of the differences between Generation Y and Boomers. And let's just talk about that for a second. Um, there was a colleague I was speaking to earlier uh, today. Um, you know, She's also in Generation uh, Y, she's millennial. And I said somewhat innocently, oh, you millennial you. And her reaction was interesting. Her reaction was, don't you lump me in with that. <laughs> and I thought, oh my goodness, I, I'm not, I don't mean to offend anybody. I wasn't, didn't even think of that. And I said, why, did, why would you react that way? And she goes, let me explain something to you, Mr. Boomer, <laughs> that about 50% of my friends relish and are super proud of their identity as a millennial. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't 100% of them be? And then she said about the other 50% somehow see that as some kind of pejorative, that the stereotype sticks, like, you know, the work ethic and all that kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I didn't think that about you at all. I mean, she's... Great work ethic, right? The person's wonderful. And I said, I would trade one of you for 15 boomers in a heartbeat. <laughs> Trust me. So she she understood that. So let's talk just a little bit about some of the differences uh, between uh, the millennial generation and the uh, boomer generation. What are some of the, the differences that come to mind for you, Diane?
2: Um, so the first one would be uh, a stereotype that I often hear about boomers is that y'all are workaholics (laughs) Um, which is is not a bad thing at all but when spoken taken in the context in that context it doesn't sound like the best (laughs) it doesn't Mm -hmm, absolutely um so that's that's one thing i hear while on the other side you hear that millennials are rather lazy and we throw money down the drain and we like things such as avocado toast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've read the article. Juice out there. cleansing, uh, <laughs> Ubers home from my pub crawl. Exactly. Um, so those are that's going to be probably the biggest stereotype for me personally is between the line of being lazy and enjoying finer things such as avocado toast, <laughs> and boomers being workaholics. Um, So, yeah, those are going to be the two biggest things. But what's interesting is earlier uh, I was doing some searching and I found a quote that I thought would be really funny. Uh, So with the lifestyle that people believe that millennials have, the quote said, millennials aren't just trying to keep up with the Joneses anymore or trying to keep up with the Kardashians.
3: (laughs) Wait, wait, say that. (laughs) Yeah,
2: <laughs> Millennials aren't just trying to keep up with the Joneses anymore. We're keeping up with the Kardashians.
1: Listen to that! Wow.
2: And it's definitely um, it's it's funny. It is definitely funny, but it also shines a light on what kind of culture we're living in. You know, this mm-hmm. is a culture where we have the Facebooks, the Twitters, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Instagrams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did teach Lee a new term earlier today called FOMO. FOMO. Which is. Uh, feeling of missing out for all of you who don't know what that means um, so yeah seeing a lot of people's Instagrams and things like that there's a certain sense of how can I do better how can I be better especially from having a childhood where you're always trying to this is the first this is the first generation with children who have schedules mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. when you gotta do this gotta when's do piano that. practice when's soccer right. practice when is this when is that mm-hmm. so It kind of all ties together, and you can see how that would affect the millennials now.
1: So all of you boomers that suffer from FOMO, you get YOLO. Would you like (laughs) to explain what YOLO is?
2: So YOLO is a a more nuanced way of saying carpe diem, essentially. Right. It means uh, you only live once, was made popular by the rapper Drake's the motto, in case anyone would like to know the origins sure, of that. Sure, you're citing your source, I Absolutely. love it. Absolutely, um, but yeah, it's it's a newer way to say carpe diem.
1: Well, there New it is, and something. you said something important, it's like, I taught Lee something. Now, think about that, because a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, a lot of boomers, like, they w- want to pull rank, okay? So you're in the workplace, and there's some experience stories we'll share as our, our show unfolds mm-hmm. today. But a lot of the people think they know everything, they've been everywhere, they've done everything. That's not true. And you've got people who started out non-digital, okay? You boomers, I see your head's nodding We remember, you know, carbon paper, okay? There weren't cell phones, right? There was no social media, let alone computers. I mean, you had this whole technological thing happen in our lifetime that completely moved everybody's cheese. Now you've got a, a couple generations that have grown up digital, and let me tell you, there's some things that you're going to learn from these folks. Um, part of the, the generational differences has to do with, you know, how they're perceived, what names we give them, what are the big things that were happening during their lifetimes. So for the boomers, you know, this is, they called it the me generation. You know, they can say it's all about me. And there's some, some moral authority kind of things. The, the millennials, the generation-wise you know they're you know they're kind of the generation next they've been called and things that were seminal events important things for boomers think about this over the years right these are the people born between 1946 and 1964 intense time for our country right civil rights movement the vietnam war the cultural sexual mores of the culture changing even the cold war people were men in space i mean uh it was just an an american tumult at that time things were happening um millennials like i say they grew up digital they're they have a child focused world there's things that are happening like Columbine and terrorist attacks and 9-11 and these are the things that are make impressions on their psyche so as a millennial you know when you think I think of JFK being assassinated what would be the version of that for the millennial generation you think is really this cements in their head
2: I actually talked to our CEO Jeff about this the other day um, I think that 9-11 especially because that just recently uh, we just had the mm-hmm. Of that um, anniversary, yeah. The anniversary of that, I think that was a pinnacle moment. Mm-hmm. And um, I think with moments such as that, people always say that boomers yeah. live to work and millennials live to live or work hard to play hard, they work to live. Mm-hmm. So, there's, I think. Those big events such as 9-11 or such as, you know, all of these shootings that you're talking about mm-hmm. are important. Um, we're not consciously thinking about it or anything, but there's a certain, you know, you oh. only live once. Yeah, yo So enjoy those finer things in life. And I'm from a personal point of view, I agree. I did
1: just come back from vacation. Oh, there you go. But I'm There it is.
2: And so that that was kind of a.
1: Did you do a juice cleanse when you were on vacation? That's
2: actually so funny to ah, say. Did. <laughs> I didn't do a juice cleanse on vacation. I did a cleanse right before vacation. There so you go. With, okay. <laughs> which I shouldn't Fall be on. embarrassed to say, but. Um, it lines up perfectly with what we're yeah, talking right. about, so yeah, I should go ahead and
1: say it. Yeah, there it is. Absolutely. Well, there's something to that, and and let's. I want to talk a little bit, and you know, as we get get ready for the next break coming up in a few minutes, you know, there's some significant things that happen in the prior generation, and uh, you know, and then after the break, and as the show unfolds a little bit more, we're going to get into some tips and tools that uh, Boomer employees with Millennial managers should be aware of, and then really want to finish the show about ways that we are similar and ways to debunk or tap each other's strengths about how to minimize any misunderstanding and maximize uh, collaboration. So one of the things I'll mention is here is the World War II crowd. This is the traditionalist. These are the folks that are, you know, they've come through the Depression. They don't waste food. Mm -hmm. I can remember a time when grandparents would not let you leave the table until you drank every broth of the drop of soup in the bowl, right? They just did not waste food, it just didn't happen. They were very uh, devout, they were very, I don't wanna say rigid, but they were very regimented. Mm -hmm. And here comes the boomer generation, right? These guys are back here swing and sway with Sammy Kay and the Mm -hmm. Glenn Miller Air Force Band. And here comes the Rolling Stones and the Beatles, right? Let's spend the night together, okay? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is way beyond I want to hold your hand, okay? For you millennials, that's a Beatles song from the (laughs) early 60s, okay, so you understand. You can Google it if you need to. Just kidding. So everybody knows that they know the Beatles. So, but then you got into the 70s and this kind of decadent, you know, hedonism, you know, Ozzy Osbourne, devil rock. And let me tell you, the traditionals thought our generation that the cheese has slid all the way off the cracker. They thought we just were losing our marbles. Now here are these boomers are all these years later in positions of authority or getting pre-retirement red zone. And the same holds true for the generation that preceded the millennials. In other words, your boomer or maybe your ex-generation parents. Mm -hmm. So as we get ready to go to break, I want you to be thinking about that. Think about some of the things like, uh, (laughs) here's an example, This this will get your thoughts going. I live in a beautiful place in Virginia, Smith Mountain Lake, awesome on the golf course, it's all good. You know, growing up in the Midwest and the Northeast, it's cold in the winter. I see some of these parents with little junior out there in the car, with the car running. It's 60 degrees or 40 degrees outside. And we're scratching our head going, what in the world are you thinking? Because they're taking care of their little darling, you understand. So be thinking about the, what your impact and thoughts were for the generation prior. And to, to my point about how we juxtaposed against the, the World War II crowd. So once again, you're listening to uh, Volcast, Illuminating Leadership. This is Principal Consultant Lee Hubert sitting in for Jeff Smith. Very pleased to have with us, Diane Wynn, our office manager. And we're going to drill on uh, some more tips and tools uh, for millennial bosses and millennial, or excuse me, bosses uh, of millennials and you people that work for millennials as bosses, what to do and what not to do. So great that you're with us again today. We'll see you again in two.
3: Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
0: What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Simoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: and protecting your private, personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working For You with Arvind Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety.
0: Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry.
3: Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com.
0: You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership.
1: Hello and welcome back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. This is Lee Hubert sitting in for Jeff Smith and we're very pleased to have with us today, Diane Wynn, who is the office manager at Voltage Leadership Consulting. Say hello again, Diane. Hello, Lee, glad to be here. And before the break, we were talking about the impact of the previous generation. And I was talking about the traditionalists and their impact on the boomers. Diane, I'd like to get your thoughts about the prior generation or generations, which is likely to be boomer parents or maybe some Generation X parents. Tell me your thoughts as to how those folks influenced you.
2: Um, As far as how they influenced me, um, whether personally or in regards to stereotypes, which I think, debatably, are both gonna influence my generation, Mm -hmm. um, we find that boomers are not as easy to work with because of possible judgment. Mm-hmm. Um and as we discussed earlier, Lee, millennials like their voices to be heard. Mm-hmm. And I think I can speak for a lot of us that we'd like to be respected mm-hmm. if we bring said quality work.
1: Mm-hmm. Said quality work, but a bunch.
2: FOMO, FOMO. So um yeah, I think that's a that's a big one. Uh possible judgment yes. from boomer to millennial. Mm-hmm. Um and then also things such as as you said earlier, there's millennials are very in social media, in technology. Mm-hmm. Vice versa Boomers are not, Mm -hmm. so they're not as accepting of technology or they're not as willing to learn it, which I don't believe is true, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's because I'm blessed to work in an office where everyone is very willing to learn and whatnot. But I think that's another uh, one that people often associate with boomers and may affect relationships within the workplace as well. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, there's something to that. I mean, I see a fair amount of people of my generation who are very tech savvy. And I think that there's an assumption that they're not, they may not know the latest digital Mm -hmm. trend or what people have actually gone on to be on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, you know, those are the big things. People, all all people know that who are paying attention. So that's interesting. Well, let's talk just a little bit about the keys to working in the workplace. And then as we're unfolding, um, I wanna talk about some tips we can give to the people that work for uh, millennial managers. Let me just throw out some variables here and tell me what your thoughts are. Because this is what happens. Boomers and millennials at work. First thing is attention span. <laughs> now, it may be a stereotype. Boomers are going to say something along the line like, hey, I've only got five minutes. And millennials are going to say.
2: I only have five seconds. I only got
1: five seconds. Now, that may be completely normal. Right, but for, we're just we're just almost like a foreign language, right? So, so, so the point of bringing this up isn't to disparage anything; it's to cross that bridge of understanding and say, okay, so if a boomer says, "Hey, I got five minutes," that means I'm in a hurry, and if a millennial says, "You know, I, I got ten seconds," okay, we're 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 we're, being, we're, we're out of this. Um, let's say let's talk about if somebody wants to escalate something in the form of a complaint, the boomer might say, "You know, this is at work now." I really think this is something that the uh, HR department or the ethics office, you know, should look into and do something about. The millennials are gonna say. I'm gonna post
2: that on YouTube. That will get their
1: attention. I'm gonna post it on YouTube. (laughs) And it's gonna go viral and God knows what it is. Now I wanna pause there for a second because there are a lot of times things get put out on social media. And as the years tick off and uh, things become more complex and more ingrained, There are actually times when people will post things on social media that have crossed the line. And my uh, experience is what they call protecting the franchise. You can complain about things since this is what we're talking about about you know uh, working conditions pay that's all protected speech under labor law but understand you boomers and everybody else in between that if you go out to social media and you start putting things out there that are damaging to quote the franchise that are nefarious and alleging harm you can be held accountable for that so Absolutely. don't go out there just ranting and ranting for uh ranting sake.
2: and we discussed that earlier interestingly enough um that a lot of people who do use things such as Twitter and whatnot, um, I am one of those who don't use
1: those uh, because I feel as if that could happen <laughs> if well, you do. Uh, and I found that interesting mm-hmm. that, you know, cause I'm, you know, I tweet sometimes, I'm on Facebook a fair amount. Um, I'm on LinkedIn all the time, yes. but, you know, I think that seems to be, you know, the kind of a, a, dem- a demographic thing. Yeah, But then I see people who are on Facebook constantly
2: I, I see many boomers on Facebook constantly as well, so I think individual differences definitely play a role in there.
1: Okay, well, let's talk about email. It's like, okay, here here's an example of a, I'm a boomer, and I'm going to send an email, and it's, the the email says. Hi, uh, you know, Joe, how are you? I just wanted to get in touch. Please let me know if a good time to meet. Uh, feel free to let me know at your convenience. I'd just like to ca- get something on your calendar. Thanks, Lee. And the millennial's response is going to be?
2: Hey, hi, can hi can we meet? Emoji, emoji, other
1: emojis. Emoji, 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 YOLO. <laughs> hashtag, YOLO. Hashtag, YOLO.
2: hashtag,
1: hashtag you know, and then TTYL. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Not not ta-ta for now. No, no. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. And there's a whole language... That the boomers and even some X heads, I think, you know, could learn because it's almost like you're not illiterate, but they're, this is there. I mean, this is the fast lane for communicating with people. Now, let's talk about the economic case for that, too. I mean, you, the, as the market demographics shift, kind of as the diversity uh, demographics are shifting, this is what your market looks like and this is how they're communicating. Mm-hmm. So don't be so boorish as some boomers can be to just presume you've been there, know that, been, know everything because you don't if you just you just don't let's talk for a little bit about feedback in the workplace so an example of a boomer feedback you know hey you know if you didn't want that want things done that way you should have said it maybe you talked about doing it yourself communicate with me on the front end pretty direct um the millennial response might be <laughs> do you like my work which part do you like best do you like it a little or a lot
2: isn't it amazing what i did <laughs> isn't
1: it amazing what i did <laughs> Now, I'm not handing out the participation trophy just yet, but there's an element of that in there. So understand when you're communicating across these generations that this is a big deal, giving feedback in a way that is understood as opposed to being misunderstood.
2: And I think an important uh, lesson that I actually learned from Jeff uh, that is similar to this Mm -hmm. is I think millennials in general just – really like feedback, constructive feedback. Mm-hmm. And Jeff has a, I believe, correct me if I'm wrongly, but I think it's a uh, three to one ratio or, on feedback.
1: Well, yeah. we in terms of uh, balancing feedback, yes. it's actually five or six to one. Okay,
2: there we go. So for
1: anybody in your workforce, millennial or otherwise, if you are going to deliver challenging news, it's kind of like a bank account. Make sure there's some deposits in the account you can draw down on. Everybody likes to be encouraged and validated. The, the, I think the point Diana's making too is the direct feedback is good and later on in the show we're going to talk about some tips, how that's actually a similarity with a lot of boomers because boomers like to be heard yes. and they like to be respected. Let's just talk for a little bit about uh, communication and scheduling and then we'll uh, talk just a little bit about some guidance for the boomer employees. So here's the boomer schedule, Monday through Friday. Nine to, five, nine to 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 five. The millennial schedule is?
2: 10 to
1: eight, 10 to, two to midnight,
2: 11 to five, three to two, 10 a.m. to
1: 4 p.m. In other words, all over the map. Yes. So it's not necessarily construct. Mm-hmm. I mean, there may not be a lot of quote rules or structure, and that is a big deal. Now, remember, we talked about the influence of the previous generation, the traditionalist, did ingrain a lot of that in mm-hmm. the the boomer generation. It's just how it is. Sometimes it's a hero thing. I'm working long hours, to your point about being workaholics. Mm-hmm. It's 8 o'clock at night. It's midnight. I'm here. You're here. I can see you're here. Aren't we great? We're, 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 we are the good soldiers getting it done, mm-hmm. where people who want to have more work-life balance are looking and going, I think you bumped your head.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The traditionalists and the boomers, I believe, are the ones who um, kind of mainstream the 9-to-5 work pace essentially mm-hmm. and I noticed that with millennials we sometimes take our work home I often find myself checking emails at home I don't mind at all when I was on vacation right Jeff did have to send me one right. email and say hey get off your email you
1: got busted
2: go go do nothing
1: FOMO YOLO
2: <laughs> exactly that's so, exactly
1: that's you're gonna have me saying that all day
2: no? yeah so as far as that goes I believe there the lines are getting more blurred as far as Work and personal life. They're, we all want equal balance, but mm. there's more flexibility there. I think is.
1: Well, to drill on that for just a second. Is it, you know some of the things we've pointed out is where, the boomers live to work, and you pointed out earlier, mm-hmm. millennials and most of Generation X works to live. You know the balance is important. Uh, but they will sacrifice it occasionally, but it's not prerequisite. The boomers seem to think there's value on, you know, uh, donating your body to science on the altar of productivity most of the time. And boomers, I mean, I get it. Don't, don't misunderstand. You're not hearing me say we're not getting after it and working hard, okay? So please understand that. But, you know, balance is important. And I think uh, the millennials will sacrifice the balance occasionally, but they value their lifestyle uh, over upward mobility. Is it, that pretty much ring true?
2: I would say um, for the most part, yes. I feel like there is a work-to-life balance as well as a community involvement balance, a self-development balance, um, and all of those things. So mm-hmm. instead of just keeping them Separate work and life. There's a lot. There are a lot more things mm-hmm. that we're thinking about I'm with you. and wanting and, to
1: do. You know, it used to be. Think about it. 20 years ago, you had blackberries and everybody was kind of addicted to it. Now you have smartphones, and it's just a foregone conclusion. It's, it's 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 accepted in culture. So we're going to get ready to come up on a break in just another minute or so. I want to touch on communication, and on the other side of the break, I'm going to ask Diane for her thoughts on know tips and guidance that we can give people how to communicate with millennials if you're a boomer how to communicate what are the good things that you should be thinking about and then uh, to my earlier point we want to talk about the things we have in common and then some guidance to the boomers who happen to be working for a millennial manager so great discussion today about uh, millennial mythology we'll see you in two.
3: stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. all the time the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com
0: can you truly be a change agent in your community we think you can Tune in every week for Envision with host Thomas Rosenberg. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as Thomas speaks with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are listening to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1 866 472 5788. Again, that's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at voltageleadership.com. Now, back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership.
1: Hello and welcome back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. This is Lee Hubert sitting in for Jeff Smith with Diane Wynn, the office manager at Voltage Leadership Consulting. Say hello again, Diane. Hello. We've been having a great conversation today about millennial mythology and we're going to be giving some guidance here about you know, how to communicate with each other and speaking of communication, the version of the boomer communication, sometimes the boomers will say something to the effect that like I scheduled a bi-weekly meeting so we can stay on top of our projects. And uh, given that, the millennial counterpart might be...
2: uh, I set up up a group chat so we can talk 24 (laughs) seven, plus my animated GIFs weren't working in the email.
1: Emoji, emoji, emoji. (laughs) To your earlier point, just before the break, we were talking about how people are pretty much tethered to those kinds of things, and, and that's pretty much how it is now. So I'm gonna share an experience story and then we're gonna get on some guidance. And here's this is some of the guidance. I was speaking to a nursing group and we had a relatively young nursing leader and she was somewhat intimidated by the boomer on her team. Boomer on her team was very learned, very good, technically excellent, but I don't know if they were necessarily generous in spirit in terms of what's going on. They were pretty tough. So they had a, a tough day at work, and, the, and the, the millennial manager had to make the call and de- Devi out work. And the boomer resisted, and then she didn't know what to do. So in coaching mode, we pulled her aside and said, look, here's what the dialogue sounds like. This is what she ended up saying look, I'm not exactly sure why you can't accept my leadership of the team today, or I'm not exactly sure why you can accept this work assignment, and that's okay. But you and I are both too busy right now to debate this. I've made the decision. So if you decide you don't want to do it, that's fine. I would like to set an appointment for you and I to meet with our director, and you can explain to that person why you didn't accept my leadership today. Is that okay with you? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, a while, and that's what happened. So the boomer really kind of exhaled and she goes, you know what, you're right. So just don't be so full of yourself. It's, it's easy to say Is this is when the heat is on too. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, guidance for boomer employees of millennial managers. These are five things and briefly I want you to give me your thoughts as we're in the final segment here. Absolutely. The first thing is don't expect very really long face-to-face meetings with millennial <laughs> managers. They're pretty much going to want to move on. Their attention span is is less than a boomer. Sound fair?
2: They call us. They do call us the I think ADHD group, because <laughs> I've seen that comment. So. That's true.
1: It's it's around the water cooler. The Adderall is added to the water around the water cooler. The second thing, guidance for boomers of millennial managers is don't assume that all emails or text messages are urgent. Understand what that means. It may seem like something screaming or shouting, but go and have, go and ask, right? Don't read into things because you don't know necessarily what the millennial manager is is meaning by that. The third thing is don't think you need to be in the office at all hours of the day. Um, Your thoughts on that?
2: I absolutely agree. Um, Earlier, we were just talking about flexibility within work hours and everything, and I, I would definitely agree. I feel like the nine to five workplace is starting to be a little bit more blurry. We take our, we take our work home with us, which isn't a bad thing. Um, But I I agree. Yes.
1: Yeah. There are some people that have that mindset. You're here. I'm here. Aren't we the good soldier? Right. So um, the fourth thing is don't expect your millennial boss to really relish this saying, well, this is the way we've always done it. This is the way we did it in the old days. What does that do to millennials when they hear that?
2: Oh, it makes me laugh because I'm like, well, it's not the old days anymore. But I'm bummed,
1: and that's it. And that's a great point. Okay, boomers, get over yourself. You're hitting the finish line. It is not the old days anymore. You literally need to smell the coffee. The fifth thing that would be guidance for uh, boomer employees of millennial managers is, you know, don't expect the millennial boss uh, to treat you differently. Then they're treating the other employees. I mean, they're because they're not going to do it because you're older or have quote more knowledge. I don't think so. It's not going to happen. So as we wrap up today's show, I wanted to point out some of the things that we have in common, and to our earlier question, how we can interface uh, at work and maximize each other's strengths and minimize misunderstanding. Here are some of the things that I saw that were that we have in common. Both boomers and millennials, they want to be heard. And they want to be respected. Absolutely. What happens when the millennials not heard?
2: Oh, they we're not as I feel for me. I'm not as productive. They go to a timeout. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't understand the purpose of it. Yes. I don't understand my purpose in it if I'm not heard.
1: Second thing that I think is really they have in common both millennials and and boomers is they want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, people in the 60s and 70s—they come up in that time frame. They were passionate about what they did, and marching for this and marching for that—all that kind of thing. So they do want to make a difference. A lot of millennials that I notice—they're invested in what they do, and they're very passionate, whatever that may be. Sometimes it's rescuing animals; it could be God, whatever it is. They have—they have that passion. Um, the third thing is they see themselves as somewhat of a rebel of sorts, and they hate the stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So, I think both boomers and millennials dislike that. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Oh, as far as I feel like we're just the new kids on the block. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what it boils down to. um, You know, when when millennials are at the age where boomers are, I feel like it'll be the same
1: thing. (laughs) Yeah, and and there's something to that. I mean, there's there's a pecking order, but it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, just. Boomers, get over yourself, play to your strengths, find out what we have in common and relish those things because it's good. Dan, it's been fabulous having uh, you on Voltcast today. Uh, maybe we have to have you uh, go back. Um, I'm going to be uh, FOMO and TTYL and uh, solo very, uh, all, over, all over today. So I appreciate your time and, and your insight today.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for having me today, Lee.
1: Once again, you've been listening to Volcast, Illuminating Leadership. Um, you can reach us at Voltage Leadership at uh, www.voltageleadership.com, or you can reach uh, myself at Lee at voltageleadership.com, or Diane at Diane at VoltageLeadership.com or Jeff or Jennifer, same way, Jeff, Jennifer at VoltageLeadership.com. Our office in Virginia is area code 5407981963. Um, If you're looking for information about leadership development, training and development, Executive coaching platform speaking, please do keep us in mind. We work with people all over the United States and literally now all over the world, and we'd like the opportunity to speak with you about what it is that you're looking for. Uh, A word about next week, uh, we're going to have an excellent Voltcast. Jeff Smith, our CEO, is back, and he's going to be speaking with April Armstrong. April is the CEO of AHA, and she's the author of Thinking and Act, or Think and Act Like an Executive. So we're hopeful that you can tune in for that Voltcast. It's all good. Um, once again, if you haven't done so already, we'd like you to consider uh, you know, your thoughts and your contributions for the folks down in the Houston, Texas area. I have a close colleague of mine that works in the hospital business down there, um, spoke to him, emailed him. They really have been doing yeoman's work, and, uh, you know, it is, it is what you think it is. It's a very difficult time. They've done excellent work. Likewise for the folks in Florida, all over Florida, my family members are in Pinellas uh, near Tampa, uh, but if you know somebody in Florida, you yeah, more than think about them, reach out to them, see what ways we can be of some help to them. So once again, thanks for listening to Voltcast. We super appreciate your patronage and your listening. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Voltcast, Illuminating Leadership. Please join your host, Jeff Smith, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll discuss another engaging topic next week.